Blog Talk Radio. What a nice little song I wrote. How are you? How's everybody doing? That's a tune called Simple Reasons that I put together, produced by uh, Chet Gardner in Hawaii. I wrote the guitar pieces, and it's supposed to have lyrics to it, but I haven't written lyrics yet. And actually, the tune under its current format has changed. I wrote it as a blues song. But anyway, I like it. Enjoyable tune, I think, and I'm glad to be opening and closing the show with, with my own music. Anyway, my name is Andy Kimball. This is the Coast to Coast Show. Ebony and Ivory, uh, Andy Kimball, normally with Lloyd Booker, who is at a meeting, I think regarding the show, actually, uh, this afternoon. So he is not going to be joining me today. I'm flying solo. So it's you and me. Get on the conversation. The number is 515-605-9888. Please do call in 515-605-9888. We'll talk about any type, anything you want to talk about. Let's do that. It's Taco Tuesday here. Glad to be able to talk to you today, and uh, glad to be with you, and um, this show is all about current events, and uh, racial injustice, and protest, and coronavirus, and the November election, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, hate him or love him, or somewhere in between, we will talk about it all here, and um, I look forward to uh, to taking your calls. Again, the number is 515-605-9888. Yesterday we got into a little bit um before uh, had a, you know before the show was was over of uh, of Joe Biden's um uh, talk um regarding restructuring and rebuilding of America and I figured what I might want to do is go over some of that uh, again today. Let's take a listen. Cost more than 135,000 lives in climbing, and it shows no signs of slowing down. In just the last few days, 19 states, 19 states reported record cases, including Florida, which saw more than 15,000 new cases in a single day. Hospitalizations and deaths, two of the most concerning indicators of Trump's failed response, are already unacceptably high, and they are rising. Okay, let's look at that. The numbers are the numbers. Actually, the numbers here in the United States, I think we rank uh, seventh in the uh, world, um, uh, as much as Donald Trump wants us to be number one and be the leader. We're far from that. You know, he'll pick up numbers wherever he can get them. I think he picked up numbers from a European organization and used them to reflect uh, how we stand in terms of the the coronavirus uh, cases and uh, deaths, mortality rate, um, and uh, the European uh, poll or whatever, the, the numbers that reflected uh, us in much better um, shape uh, in those numbers than the actual uh, numbers that were obtained here through Johns Hopkins University and others. So, um, 
you know, he, I think he's done a miserable job, folks. I got to put it out there and be honest with you. You know, if I, I, I tell it like it is, this is my, uh, you know, if you're doing a lot of reading, I, I do my research and my homework here. And of course, I, was, uh, I live in LA and uh, the numbers here have gone through the roof. And we're about to uh, to engage in another stay-at-home order, a, a lockdown. They, they tried to reopen partially. It didn't work. Numbers went way up, and now we're closing down again. We knew that would happen. We knew it would happen. Um, and and here it is. You know, it's not it's not rocket science. How, how we how we curtail this virus. You know, how we minimize it, and that's by uh, by staying home, by by not having any contact, by not touching things that other people touch, by not talking or coughing or sneezing near other people wearing masks, stay home and, and don't worry about wearing masks, just wearing masks just for a short period of time. And the virus would have nowhere to travel. Isn't that right? Because if you don't go next to somebody, you can't go from point person A to person B, right? So if we don't let it do that, wouldn't the virus then magically disappear? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, food for thought. Um, so I, I, I fail Trump. I give him a failing record. Um, uh, on the handling and management of the coronavirus at the onset. There was word in January and early February that this could be a big potential problem. It was ignored. Um, and he, you know, beats his chest and says, I stopped travel from China. Well, anybody would have. Anybody would have. And he said, oh, that was an easy to do. Yeah, it was an easy decision to make, Donald. Um, come on, come on. Um, and um, and that, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that was a bad thing. It's it's obviously very good. It worked out that he did do that because it would have been worse if he didn't. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying how he did it, what he did, and of course the only thing he his claim to fame is I stopped transportation from uh, from China and uh, and we have the best testing and the fastest testing. No, we don't. No, we don't. And there, and, and what also is is puzzling is how so many people believe what he says. He says, oh, we're the, we're the top in mortality. We've contained this better than anybody in the world. And that's far from the truth. Dr. Fauci has said that. It's just far from the truth. And, and, and people believe it when he says it. If you look at the man's history, his background, even before he was president, the guy has been a perpetual, habitual liar his entire professional life. Five, was it six bankruptcies, scamming the public with his Trump University? Um, just one thing after another, after another. Every business, he personally started bankrupt. And he and I was involved in a business in the 80s uh, where we provide graphic design and advertising services to the Trump Casino Hotel Clinic City. And I can personally vouch for you that we got stiffed. He shorted us on bills. And the, and the, uh, the, the word that I found out later um, in the council payable office was, well, you know, what did you – going to do sue Trump. And of course, I've met a lot of other businesses, architect firms and suppliers that have also been stiffed by Donald Trump and his organization through the years. Uh, and laborers, people who work for him that had to wait for paychecks. Um, and anyway, I don't want to go into a whole thing about Donald Trump. Don't get me started. I went on too far anyway. But uh, I, I obviously personally do not like the guy at all. And how he became president is beyond me. And I'd be glad to talk about that with anybody who wants to call in at 515-605-9888. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Donald Trump today. That is not on the agenda. Actually, it's probably not on the agenda for most of our shows. We know who he is and what he is. And we're going to analyze and go in depth to talk about the election as it becomes closer. Um, and I look forward to doing that, really get some in-depth analysis with some experts and uh, 
um, uh, from both sides, by the way, from, you know, from both sides. That's what we like to do here on the show. Um, I, I'm very open about how I feel. I put all my cards on the table. I do not think Trump is appropriate. I don't think he's fit to be president. And uh, I can go on and on and on and give you, you know, facts and lies and, that have been fact-checked and psychological profile assessments and so forth by experts. Uh, that show that he's very unfit to be president, and uh, that's how I feel. And it, you don't have to agree with me, and I, and if you don't, that's okay. I don't bite. I mean, I want you to call and let's have an effective, productive conversation. Um, 515-605-9888 is the number here. Again, Andy Kimball flying solo. Lloyd is not with us today on the Ebony and Ivory show. Um, but let's let's talk about the future. Let's talk about moving ahead and, and how are we going to rebuild and reshape and, um, and provide a financial impetus to the middle class of America um, by way of, of building infrastructure. What is that going to look like? We're going to touch upon a couple of items of that. Let's continue with and hear what Joe Biden had to say. Quit pushing the false choice between protecting our health and protecting our economy. All it does is endanger our recovery on both fronts. Mr. President, please listen to your public health experts instead of denigrating them. Do your job, Mr. President, because if we can't deal with the public health crisis, we can't deal with the economic crisis or deal with almost 18 million Americans who are out of work and the incredible pain inflicted on small businesses and communities of color. We can't deal with the climate crisis that could cost us and cast us into an even darker and more permanent shadow that would loom over the country and the world for a long time. And I think he's right on. I think he's right on. Um, And, and, you know, let's talk about Biden just for a second before we continue with with his talk. you know, it's funny because when I think about the election, um, is it that, you know, I am this, I happen to be very fond of Joe Biden and I've known of him and have family members that know him and so forth and associates that have actually personally known him for 30 years. Um, and I've, I've been a fan of his since from way back when, um, you know, decades ago. Um, and um, but but putting that aside. I think that the election coming up is not about Joe Biden for president as much as it is getting Donald Trump out of office. Tell, let me know if you agree with me. Let me know. Um, it seems that I wonder if how many people, well, I'm sure most people know, but I wonder how many people know that Joe Biden's running against Donald Trump versus we got to get Trump out. We got to get Trump out of office. Let's do this thing. You know, you know, he's ruining the country four more years. No way. We know who's running against him. No, but I don't care. Um, anyway, food for thought. Uh, just put it out there. Um, how are we going to build America? Tell us, Joe. Last week, I shared the outlines of my plan to build back better. A bold plan to build an economy of the future, not an economy of the past. And the first plank of that plan rejects the defeatist view that automation and globalization mean we can't ensure our future is made in America with American paying, good paying union jobs here at home, making it in America. We clearly can. Today, I'm here in Wilmington to talk about a second plank 
how we could create millions of high-paying union jobs by building a modern infrastructure and a clean energy future. These are the most critical investments we can make for the long-term health and vitality of both the American economy and the physical health and safety of the American people. Now, what does that include? The infrastructure plan that he proposes proposes does include 500,000 electric car charging stations on America's highways. I, folks, bought a Tesla Model 3, the most incredible investment I've ever made in my life. It is an amazing vehicle, incredible. I've never enjoyed driving so much in my entire life, and we're not sponsored in any way by Tesla, but I got to tell you something. If they offered me a job, I'd probably take it. That's so much of a fan I am of Tesla. This is just the most incredible vehicle. The technology is just, uh, it it's, it's exceeds anything that's even close to it in terms of the experience of ownership and the experience of driving. Anyway, don't get me started talking about my Tesla Model 3. And a lot of YouTube videos out there you should go check out on the car if you're interested. But anyway, um, the reason why I bring my ownership of a Tesla up is because it's an electric vehicle. And Tesla has a network of charging stations clear across the United States, Canada, Europe. Um, and especially, you know, here in the United States, of course, is, is where I operate my vehicle. And uh, I can drive coast to coast. And um, a computer in my car lets me know when I go to the next charging station, how much charge I'm going to put in there, how long I'm going to be there, where I should go to the bathroom, you, you, you name it. Uh, it's just incredible. I can drive. California to to, to Exeter, Jersey, uh, on autopilot. It it does the uh, it really helps you a lot. It does the driving. I shouldn't say it drives for you, but it sure does help you quite a bit. Um, you, can, you have to keep your hand on the wheel, but it will do everything else for you. It's incredible. So part of Joe Biden's plan is to is to create jobs and build five hundred thousand charging stations for electric vehicles across the country, and encourage the manufacturers of the country, which they are. Are doing already, uh, but more so to to get off the fossil fuel bandwagon and begin to produce more affordable electric vehicles. And if, and when you drive these vehicles around the United States, you'll be able to pull into a charging station just like you do a gas station. You charge, bam, and you go. And that's what I do right now. And it is it is wonderful. It's I, I pass by gas stations and I can't believe I ever went to one. So anyway, that's part of it. the other aspect of his of his restructuring plan um, is uh, and job creation plan is. Um, you know, uh, many American highways are a disaster. We have bridges that are disaster, that would bridge to nowhere. Remember that expression? There are bridges in the United States that, that are not safe and go nowhere. Uh, there are others that need to be rebuilt. There's train stations that need rebuilt. There's highways that need rebuilt and repaving. Uh, there's new highways that need rebuilt or built to be built, excuse me. Um, and um, And that takes manpower. It takes union manpower, union jobs. Union jobs are going to do all this work, and that's what's and, and the government's going to. Uh, Mexico's not going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it, and um, uh, it, it's going to put America back to work. It's going to create jobs with uh, American labor and um, American built supplies, uh, American built cars, electric vehicles that are charged here in America at charging stations built by American manufacturers and installed by American labor, uh, all union labor. Um, and uh, and all the people involved in these projects will be getting paychecks in U.S. dollars, not pesos or anything else. Um, a big, big undertaking, huge undertaking. But when you think about it, what better investment is there than investment in our own country? You know, I, if, if I had to pay a few more dollars in tax a year to have a charging station built or to have a highway resurfaced or a bridge resurfaced and it cost Andy Kimball $10 more, $20 more in my tax bill. Do you think I'd give a darn? I wouldn't. 
I'd do it. Here, here, take it. I'd give you more than that. Take it. Take it. If it's going to create an American job here, it's yours. Take it. I can do without the twenty or fifty dollars. Believe me, it's not going to hurt my life any whatsoever. I'd be glad to give it to to whatever the cause is that's going to make America that much stronger and viable as we move forward. I will not say it will not make America great again because America has always been great. It's I don't know. I think Ronald Reagan first came up with America, make America great again, and then Bill Clinton took it, and then Ronald Reagan uh, went ahead and copyrighted the slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump did. <laughs> Excuse me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, but again, it originated with Ronald Reagan. So um, that's that's basically a, a summary of the uh, restructuring, rebuilding plan that Biden has. And I encourage everybody to uh, to go to YouTube and and you know look up that talk that Biden just gave a few days ago um, and, and listen and watch the whole thing and no he's not sleepy Joe and no he's he's not uh, confused and he's not slap, sloppy with his language but th- what's interesting is that when he got, does give his speech and give a talk he doesn't insult people and put other people and other and people with other political values and ideologies down who does that the President of the United States does that. Do you believe it? The President of the United States, when he gives a talk, he does so by putting and demoting and belittling other people and other, and other groups of people, thereby inspiring a dislike or you can call it hatred And uh, at the top. It's just, you know, again, here I, I keep going back to Donald Trump. I'm going to try not to do that. I'm going to try not to. Let's move on. Um, I want to um, – I'll play this for you. We'll, we'll continue the show here with a couple more clips. Um, here we go. Let's talk about this one. I really am, and I think the concept of chokehold sounds so innocent, so perfect, and then you realize if it's a one-on-one. Now, if it's two-on-one, that's a little bit of a different story, depending depending on the toughness and strength. You know, we're talking about toughness and strength. We are talking What does that lead us to? It leads us to protesters uh, leftists, anarchists, rioters, people who don't give a damn about America, who are ruining it and taking down structures and painting on, on government property. That's not what's happening. Are you kidding me? Come on. We're talking about peaceful demonstrators. We're talking about uh, you know hundreds of people in Oregon that, for the most part, for the most part, were peacefully demonstrating. Um, and uh, then Trump called in his uh, camouflaged, uh, untrained uh, military to abduct pe- peaceful demonstrators, put them in unmarked U- um, SUVs without telling them they were being charged, arrested, or anything, and uh, um, and then uh, hold them away, you know, um, with no due process. No, hey, you're under arrest. Hey, we're detaining you for this. Just take them away. Uh, well, guess what, folks? The number went from several hundred demonstrators to 2,000 demonstrators. So wasn't that really smart of Donald Trump to do that? Wasn't that smart? There will be a hearing, I think, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Um, the state of Oregon, the city of Portland sued the, sued Donald Trump, sued the federal government. Um, and is going, they're going to try to make everybody, all these federal, whoever they are, the militia, the army, um, go away. Get out of town. Get out of Dodge. Get out of here. Get, we, we don't need you. We didn't ask for you. We don't need you. And there's some, I think we had a caller on the, on the uh, phone uh, yesterday who said, oh, I saw firecrackers going up, and what are you going to do? And they didn't do it, so we need to bring in the feds, a couple of firecrackers. Is there some uh, graffiti on walls? Yes. The, are there federal buildings that are boarded up? Yes, but they're not boarded up because the protesters, they're boarded up for COVID-19. That's why they're boarded up. That's why. 
not the protesters. Yeah. So there's a little bit, and there, there was some, there was some firecrackers and some. I'm not going to say everything is all peachy and uh, peace, love, and so forth. Um, but th- there was some uh, agitation, but uh, certainly not enough, uh, or not a level to be able to to call in the the federal troops. Just unbelievable. And Lloyd and I, uh, Lloyd Booker, my my co-host and I talked about this at length uh, yesterday on the show. Again, uh, you know, I'm here by myself flying solo, folks. I love to talk to somebody. The number is uh, 515-605-9888. Get in on our conversation today. It'd be great to talk with you some more about what's going on here in um, in the country. And let's hear some more about some protesters, eh? He called out mom on that tape. It's a heart punch. So I'm curious from you, what do you think the protesters, not not the looters and the rioters, we're we're intelligent enough to know the difference in our country, right? What do you think they want? What do you think they need right now from you? So I think you had protesters for different reasons, and then you had protesting also because, you know, they just didn't know. I've watched. I watched it very closely. Why are you here? And they really weren't able to say, but they were there for a reason, perhaps. But uh, a lot of them really were there because they're following the crowd. A lot of them were there because what we witnessed was a terrible thing. What we saw was a terrible thing. And we've seen it over the years. We haven't, you know, this was one horrible example, but you've seen other terrible examples. You know that better than anybody would, would know it. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. I am made as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. Hey, folks, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to sponsor it on this show, on the Coast to Coast show. I think sometime in September, we're talking about it now. And I actually saw some uh, posting on Facebook that another um, uh, news show is looking to do the same. Maybe we'll join forces. But we are um, looking to have a day and bring back that 1977 or 1976 movie called Network with Peter Finch and Faye Dunaway. I'm made as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. We're looking at creating a date and a time, and it'll be the same time. In other words, if it's if it's eight o'clock in in New York, it'll be uh, you know five o'clock in L.A. Um, the same exact time where we go to our windows, we lower our car windows, we scream out of an airplane. No, not from an airplane. We um, we lower our windows in our car. We lower our windows at home. We go to our, we lean out and we yell, "I'm mad as hell," and I'm not going to take it anymore. And because um, I think we all are for various reasons in America, and, and this show, Coast to Coast, is looking to get behind that movement, and we're going to be talking about that more. And we will be picking a day and a time for that to happen. We'll see how many people and how many organizations we can get involved in the effort to do that. Um, pretty, I, I think we're all we're all so fed up uh, at this point in America. I just can't believe we're at this this where we are, and uh, it also, it starts at the top. It starts at the top, and I think you know the coronavirus has us all down, and you know the demonstrations and the killing of George Floyd and all these things that are happening in America is just you know one thing after another. It's incredible. Um, federal troops coming to Portland, you know things we've talked about on the show numerous times. Um, Pretty incredible things. It's got. I think it's got us down uh, as a country, um, and uh, we got to fix it. We got to fix it. We got to fix it now. 
we're only going to have one opportunity to fix it big time, and we all have to take advantage of the opportunity. It's like you're at the uh, you're you're third down and ten, close to getting a touchdown. There's an opportunity to go wide, complete the pass, and go in. Are you going to not do it? Or are you going to do it? You get the opportunity. You go ahead and go for it. You go for it. And uh, we're going to go for it in this country. I, I certainly hope so. Come November. Um, we have some really fascinating guests coming up on our show, on the Coast to Coast show. Uh, one is a uh, clinical psychologist who's going to talk about uh, how does one, in who's a professional psychiatrist and psychologist, uh, uh, assess somebody who's not a clinical patient, and can you can you do that? And in my conversations with our with you know interviewing potential guests for that slot on the show, um, is uh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And trained professionals can do that. And we're going to talk about um, how they can make an assessment of uh, Donald Trump. And there's been books written on this. There's been books, um, uh, you know, by psychiatrists uh, with an assessment of, of Trump's psychological well-being in, a, in as terms of his being capable of uh, running this country f- uh, from the offices of president. And a psychologist as well. And we're going to be talking with a, a clinical psychologist about that. We also have some sports figures, and uh, a lot of you know Lloyd and I are very big on football. We talk about football. We're going to have some shows dedicated to football coming up. Um, we're going to have some uh, – uh, I won't say who it is, but um, a, a member of the coaching staff for the Minnesota Twins. We're going to have some Philadelphia Eagles, uh, players or former players, a combination thereof. Uh, I did send an invitation to Joe Biden to come join us on the show. I'm waiting to hear back from his uh, campaign office to hopefully arrange a time and a date for that to happen. Uh, put a call out to Ringo Starr uh, to join the show. He just celebrated an 80th birthday and had a, an amazing 80th birthday, uh, which is normally done at the Capitol Records building here in California in L.A. at Hollywood uh, this year online. Uh, it was, And you can watch it on YouTube. You should do that. You should do that. The love and peace, the love and peace birthday. Um, and that's when Ringo picks a time and um, where everybody's, you know, love and peace, says love and peace, and Ringo's into that. That's his thing. Here's a call. I think we got Lloyd back with us today. Let's take Lloyd. Let's see if Lloyd's here. Lloyd, hello. Is that you? You with us? Hey, man. How you doing? We're doing great. Welcome back to the show. We thought I was flying solo here for the last half hour and saying, oh, I know you're in a in a meeting, I think, regarding the show, but and so you're going to be late coming. I wasn't sure if you were going to make it or not, but it's. Uh, I'm glad you, you caught on. Yeah, and you're here. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I just wanted to uh, just wanted to give you a holler right quick and uh, mention to you that, uh, man, you're doing a fantastic job. Boy, I, I don't know what to say. It, it, you just makes me. You just warm the cuckles of my heart and my mind to listen to you, and I, I I trust and I hope that the rest of the listening public is is doing the same thing. Um, yeah, I had a couple other things that I had to um, had to do, but the, but this show is just as important as some of the other stuff that I'm dealing with. But I wanted to say um, one thing to you. Uh, I didn't get a chance to hear you from the beginning. How how long are we on for today? We have an hour show today. We have, uh, you know, we have about another half hour to go. Oh, okay, okay. I'm only, I'm only, I'm sort of the call in, but I wanted to say uh, there's a good possibility, as you had mentioned, and I did hear, and he, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be elated and tickled pink when he hears this. Nate, Nat, uh, Nat, N-A-T, Nat Ballinger from the uh, uh, system of the Minnesota Twins, I think, will be joining us tomorrow. 
Oh, and wonderful. Then pretty, yeah, yeah, he, he's going to join us tomorrow. And then pretty soon, uh, for those of you that are listening to us, from uh, from my lips to your ears, we're going to have Romany, R-O-M-A-N-Y, Romany Malco. And a lot of guys, if you don't know the name, you probably know some of the movies that he's been involved in, which is uh, uh, 40-Year-Old Version, Think Like a Man, and Think Like a mm, Man 2. Of course. Very yeah. well-known titles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah mm-hmm. he's, uh, I, I think he's also a character. And we're a very, very funny man. Um, I'm going to uh, talk to him, and I sent you some, uh, sent you some information. He very well might, uh, might show up. And also talk about his new film that's coming out, Tijuana Jackson, Prison mm. Logic. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. Go ahead and laugh because we're going to have him on here, and it sounds like that might be a very, very funny film uh, that's uh, coming out real soon. Probably, huh. uh, probably streaming because um, none of the uh, none of the national chains have opened up anymore for actual public viewing but uh what are we talking about today i just wanted to drop that what are we talking about we 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 talked about we we started the show with the conversation about um oh my gosh we're all over the map here but we talked about uh donald trump's leadership is handling the coronavirus we talked about uh uh, joe biden's uh we spent a lot of time actually a good bulk of the show i think uh talking about the plan for America, rebuilding, restructuring, refinancing, uh, uh, what we're going to do to create an impetus to put money into the, into the hands of the middle class for union jobs across America by building 500,000 charging stations across America, by, by repaving and rebuilding highways, by rebuilding railroad stations, by rebuilding bridges, uh, by um, uh, Encouraging through various means automotive manufacturers to to begin the, the termination of fossil fuel, not complete elimination, but but begin to really mm-hmm. build up on the electric uh, uh, car fleet in the country, um, and all of these things. Uh, you know, it's a big investment we'd make, and I just right. you know myself can't think of a better investment than investment into ourselves. And and I was telling our callers and listeners that that you know if if you know, somebody came to me, Mr. Taxman, said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna build 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations across America." And I own a Tesla Model Three. I was talking about that too. Um, Mm. And uh, so I know it's like to drive an electric car. And I was saying in the show earlier that I drive by a gas station. I can't believe I ever went to one of those things. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, you know, if, again, if Mr. Taxman came to me and said we're going to you know rebuild Route 66, we're going to rebuild this highway, redo this bridge, re- rebuild this airport runway, uh, you know, train stations, it'll cost you, Andy, twenty-five dollars more a year in your tax. Would you do it? Hell yeah. Here, oh, yeah. take it. Oh yeah, yeah. Without the, yeah. without even thinking about it, at the drop without of even thinking about it. And and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and I hope, yeah, I'm sorry. I I hope that that does happen because the uh, in spite of the fact that uh, we've had the the coronavirus, I told a friend of mine the the earth has got a much needed respite. The mm-hmm. the earth has been able to breathe a little bit. When uh, when we had uh, the stay at home, you know, the stay at home orders, so yeah, may, you know, maybe that'll aid and abet the replenishing of our environment, 
and 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 we can do a uh, we can do a good favor to Mother Nature at the same time. As a matter of fact, let me say one other one other quick thing, and I don't want to um, go too far off the the beaten path with some of the stuff that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But at least uh, I'm hearing. Uh, are you getting are you getting feedback? No, no, you sound fine. Oh, okay, okay, good. Thank you. Here's one of the things I want to say in regards to uh, our much heralded uh, president of the United States, the POTUS, Um, because I'm in Philadelphia and I should be over here on the West Coast with you guys. But um, if you did not know, because of what happened in Portland, he mentioned Philadelphia in particular that he is going to send federal law enforcement troops here to Philadelphia and to any other place that is in need of any additional law enforcement help. And the mayor here, the mayor and also the police commissioner were like, hold up, wait a minute. What is going on here? They, uh, they said we didn't request it. It is not necessary. And it wouldn't do anything more, but just add to the severity of the problems that we're already having here. They they don't know what brought this on, and they said they didn't even have a talk with the uh, with the White House about this. But I guess what he's doing is because of what happened in Portland, uh, he figures, oh man, maybe, maybe I need to just go because Portland is now messing up. Uh, the major cities are now messing up. They're not following my my edict of what I told them to do, and, and I mean this is. This is not going to go away, just like the virus. We got one virus of, of, mm-hmm. of a viral pandemic, and mm-hmm. we got another one of, of, of a virus of, of racism. And I'm not going to use that term, systematic racism, um, mm-hmm. uh, of just blatant, uh, out, out and out, uh, outright racism. So mm-hmm. he talked about doing that and expenditure of your tax dollars. Notice I said your tax dollars. Mm-hmm. Wherein, wherein you want to do it for the betterment of of the environment, he wants to take that and and, uh, and you know what? I want to get some more tanks. I want to get some more tanks. I want to get some more bazookas. I want to get some more uh, armament uh, and body armor. And uh, instead of you know doing this outside the continental United States or someplace where. We're used to having wars at. Notice I said where we're used to having wars. He, he mm-hmm. wants to deploy them in American cities. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of what happened not too long ago with, uh, with Tulsa. And for those people, that uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, for those that are not listening, a little edification and education here on the Andy Kimball and Lloyd Booker show, Coast to Coast, Ebony and Ivory. And for those that mm-hmm. did not know, well, since we're talking about this, Mm-hmm. Uh, you were here when uh, the uh, uh, the um, the much heralded uh, uh, system with Wilson Good when they dropped the oh, bomb. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. With yeah. the uh, with the whole move catastrophe. So what, it wouldn't be the first time. And mm-hmm. yeah, and he's talking about having them come in here and doing that again. And I don't know what the hell he was thinking with mentioning. Do you that. know? Do you know his because, response to, to all this? Uh, Trumps was uh, was interviewed um, on Fox um, by uh, Wallace. No, a few, over the weekend, I guess it was. And he was asked 
but, uh, yeah, but Wallace, Chris. Uh, yes, Chris, Chris Wallace, Wallace, right? Chris Wallace, and Mike he was, Wallace, a, and, son, yeah. and 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 yeah, Mike, well, exactly, exactly. And he said, um, you know, Trump. Uh, summarizing here, obviously, I'm not quoting him. Uh, Trump said that uh, these uh, Democratic uh, cities were run horribly for decades, uh, and and um, they're running horribly now, and and that's why the anarchists, the anarchists and leftists are destroying property and. and you know, and we can't. And the democratic cities that are you're run by democratic mayors and states that are democratic governors, uh, democrat governors are um, you know doing a horrible job and they're run miserably. And 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 it, when you look at the cities that Trump is lining up his troops to go into, it's it's Chicago, obviously Portland, it's Philadelphia, Portland rather, it's it's Philadelphia, um, mm. all, all with democratic uh, democrat mayors uh, and or governors and. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, and you know what I think. This is remember Custer's last stand. Yeah. Trump, Trump. This is a Trump. This is how Trump beats his his chest. You know why does he have military flyovers? What do you think all those jets cost to fly over Trump and his wife um, on, on Fourth of July? That, that you know the the B one and all the helicopters and the fighter jets one after another. Well, life. And Trump's standing out there on the path, and he wanted he wanted a full scale military parade like they have in North Korea, like they have in Russia. That's what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely positively right. And even though, even though you're saying this, uh, and and for those that uh, listened to yesterday's uh, yesterday's show, if we mm-hmm. do invite uh, we do invite dissenting posi- uh, positions so we can oh, listen yes. to. What and 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 it's not that we agree, uh, you and I all of the time because we've we've had some oh, disagreements yeah. that we've talked we over. But we have in uh-huh. this particular case, you are absolutely right. The only deal is again, uh, uh, let's take it to school. Let's go to school now. I told a friend of mine, I said there was a reason for doing that, and this is this is the reason. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. flyovers. He's letting people here know that if you get out of line, in particular black people or people of color, mm-hmm. but he's letting them know in these cities like you just said, Philadelphia, Chicago, um, Portland, obviously. Where, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. He's letting them know that, you, you know, you get out of line, I got something for you. And, and yeah. this, is, this is absolutely dangerous. And here's the other thing. Check this out. And I heard... I heard this because I saw the uh, interview. I didn't see the whole thing. Right. But a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine told me, Mike Wallace asked him, uh, excuse me, sir, I have one last question. They said, if in November you do not win the uh, the election, something like that, I'm paraphrasing. Right, I remember that. I remember that. Yep, yep. Right. You remember that? Will you yep. accept, and, 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 and what did you expect? In true Trumpism. Yeah. In true Trumpism, what did he say? Uh, the first thing he said, the, the very first thing he said was the mail-in ballots are, are potential for great fraud, and he doesn't know, and he's not going, and it doesn't matter because he said that he's going to win. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, I it's heard, irrelevant. Don't, I don't heard, even ask the question. I, He's going to win. That's what he, you know. Yeah, well, he did and, say. And then, yeah, hmm? and then I heard him ask again. He said, "He said no. He said that remains to be seen. That's yep. what he said. That yep. remains yep. to be seen. Meaning, in other yep. words, I don't care what the the American public or the yeah. people say here. 
what I say goes. And yeah. if that is not if that is not the mentality of somebody who is a true narcissist, I mean, it, narcissism is an illness. It is an illness. If that's not the mentality of a true megalomaniacal narcissist, I don't know what is. Regardless of whether you're for Trump or or not, the deal is is that just talking about that textbook term, if you look it up, this man exemplifies that. And yeah. regardless of what we think, he's going to do he's going to do what he wants. And believe it or not, I don't know if this can be attributed to anybody in Biden's party, but I I, I have to look these comments up. That mm-hmm. it it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the first time somebody has been forcibly removed from the White House. Right. So I'm I I don't know who said that, but we're we're going to find out we're going to find yeah. out exactly you know exactly what ends up happening because this is setting up this year. Uh, there are a bunch of people that would not believe it or not. I'm on yeah. I'm on the radio, and I got a dog here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. Um, but this is shaping up to be. When you think about it, the um, the, the, this is the twilight zone, man. That's yeah. and I'm usually not at a loss for words, especially when we're doing a broadcast. But this is right. this is truly the twilight zone. Rod Sterling is probably not turning over his grave. Rod Serling is somewhere sitting back, rubbing his hands and says, see, I told you so. You know, one of them kind of deals. Him and yeah, Gene you know, Roddenberry. You mentioned I was talking, uh, you know, you asked, you asked me earlier about what I was discussing uh, uh, earlier in the show before you joined us, and one of the things was the state, the, the psychology of the Americans right now, um, you know, with, with, uh, with potential lockdowns uh, coming to major cities again, with an uh, incredible amount of hatred being spewed out, uh, you know, from the Trump administration, and, and, and there's broad, you know, demonstrations and, and protests and, and national you know, military and, and jet flyovers and, and, an un- and, and, and insults. You know, uh, you know everything, everything, I, everything I say here, you, you know what's interesting? And I'm trying to avoid this. I really, truly do. Because I don't, want to pin, I don't want to say that Trump is responsible for everything. But no, you know what? Not. He's not. But, you know, when you funnel everything down, the handling of the COVID virus, the, the hatred, we got the pass for a lot of this hatred in America, which we never had a pass for before. Has there been hatred? Sure. Was there some things during the Obama administration? Sure. And, and, and administrations previous to Obama's, Obama, of course. And that's a conversation that we've had and will continue to have ongoingly here. But um, it, with, with the racial injustice and so forth, yes. But I just think mm-hmm. at this current time, it is almost like somebody gave the green light. That it's okay in a way. It's we know it's not okay, right? But somebody like somebody said it's okay. So so racial injustice, the coronavirus, um, you know, uh, uh, bowing down to to Putin, you know, international relations, uh, North Korea, uh, China. Do you know? Do you know something, China? Let's talk about this for one second. He's got mm. he's got a, he's going to hand it to China, and boy, do you know? Do you know? That the Trump organization just got a delivery of tons of tableware and tables for the New York Trump uh, building uh, in in March. Tons from China. They bought from China tons of of, of flatware and tables and and de- decorative decor- yeah, decorative material. 
they're speaking with forked tongue. On one hand, you 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 you're talking about them, and on the other hand, you're doing business with them. And 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 let me let me put the let me let me also say this. Let me also say this. Uh-huh. He needs to be these these people. Notice I said these people. They need to be really careful because. Let me be honest. This is not for those that are listening to us. This is not just a thing between black and white. When you're talking about hatred, he actually spewed that when he's talking about the Chinese virus. What they need to do? You do you know what would have happened to this country if, under some circumstance during the lockdown, China had to withdraw their money out of this place? Ah oh, man, yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now, 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 thank you. Now, now, they need to think. When you're sitting up here talking about uh, 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 talking about people, the amount of population here in this country that are Asian or Asiatic, and the people and where they come from, they need to be really kept because if this place pulls that because. Half of New York is probably already owned by China, and you just mentioned about the business deals that they did with them. They, if they yeah. pulled, if they pulled their money out of here, that's why they're having a problem also with Japan, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they don't want they don't want to go into that. But if they pulled their money, this place would have went under off the, the stock market. It would have bottomed out so quick that you would have had. What was it, 1930, or whatever it was when the stock market and people were jumping out the window. But I'm, you know, hey, I'm, shit, I'm black. I'm used to be dealing with not with not having shit. But the deal is it would have been just that much more worse than what it was. But, mm. see, people don't think about that because they like to just see the nose in front of their face. And let me say mm-hmm. one other thing. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about race, did, did you hear earlier today, uh, my uncle just told me, and I have to check this, that uh, in Atlanta, in Atlanta today, uh, six policemen have been almost dismissed with with impunity. That's Period. right. Almost yep. immediately. I, yep, I heard that today yeah. as well. So you saw that. Okay. Yeah, and I did. You, yep. You're more up on yep. things than I am. Yep. You, you, up on, you up on things more so than I yep. am. Uh, because, and it's what I told some people because of an incident. Involving a young black man and a and a young woman, a, a young black woman, and they're they're, they're still going to continue doing this stuff. So it's it's not going to go away. And you mentioned about no. See, I, I want to say this since we're talking about this. I do not like the fact that they're getting rid of all of the uh, or trying to get rid of all of the statues. Now I'm a black right. man, and and, yeah. and you probably would think. Think that those those things no. I want that stuff to stay. I want hmm. that stuff to stay because I'm uh, and I'm gonna tell you why. But you probably already know you knowing me mm-hmm. because yeah. it is a teaching tool. Don't just because once they get rid of these things, it's like sight uh, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. And I don't want that happening no more. Right. The deal right. is leave these things up. Leave leave them all up. Christopher Columbus. <laughs> But here's uh, here's the question. Let, let, let me just let me yeah, ask you a question. Does that by you know when you leave a statue 
or a flag that usually is salute a flag. You honor a flag. It means something. People die for a flag. Mm. When you see mm. a statue, it's memorializing not only the person who the statue is, but the concept of who they are and how they became who they are. And is that something that we want to salute and honor in this country? So, so what I would, I saw so I differ with you slightly there in that what I'm, I'm all for taking all this down, and I'll tell you why. Because I figured you and, were. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, and I I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that that my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talking with. Hold on, you know hold how, on. Uh, two seconds. Okay. For two seconds, I am going to answer your question, but go okay. ahead. I want you to finish. But uh, you know, my, you know, my uh, youngest daughter, she's going to be off to college in, in about a month. But she uh, is very active, very politically active, and I've got signs in my windows that she's made up and, and held during the demonstrations of Black Lives Matter. Uh, one's Black mm-hmm. Trans Lives Matter. I mean, you know, she's mm-hmm. so anyway. Uh, her whole education, the whole process from kindergarten through her recent graduation of twelfth grade in a very good school. Um, mm-hmm. We'd ask, we talk about, you know, she'd come home from school. And, uh, okay, what, what history homework do you have? And it's about Europe. It's about China. It's about Russia. It's about the Middle East. It's about, so you're learning anything about America? Uh, no, Dad. Hey. Not, not yet. No. So when do you, when do you get that? When, when do you start learning about who we are and how we got to be in our history? And, and also part of that education is our history is not so – oh, i got to say something real quick. I hate doing this, folks. You, I'm skipping around over the place. You'll get used to me after a while, I promise. Listen, um, I have to say this because um, Trump said in, his, in a talk about um, – he mentioned the world wars being beautiful things. The world wars were we won two beautiful world wars. World wars. Did 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 he really did he really yeah, that's, say that? Quote unquote. Yeah, quote, unquote quote unquote. Quote unquote. I had okay. I had to say that. But anyway, talking about history. That's that's what made me think of it. So okay, now I'll get back to our normally scheduled program. Um, <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> the fact that we were just talking about is is that kids aren't getting American history, and and no, I they're not. Conservative I've heard conservative commentators say the same thing, and I'm on the same page. That they, they're not getting it, and I think that's where that's where they should learn about who we are and how we came to be, and and that's also how we learn about where we want to go, right? You, you understand now, history, you learn about the future, right? So, 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 right. isn't that the better place to learn about history than seeing a Confederate Confederate flag and saying, "Oh, mom, hey, dad, what's that about?" And oh, well, I got to sit you down. We're, we're going to have a long talk about what that's about. And I don't want to know. I, I you know I, it's 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 well, disgusting. Let me, let me what say that's this about. because I, I well let me say this, and, and and believe it or not, I knew, I knew that you were against taking some of those things down, and and, mm-hmm. and the reason is is because for those that are just listening to us, uh, you're a white Jewish man, and I'm a, and I'm a black guy, and I'm not a revolutionary mm-hmm. or anything like that. Right. But here here's the reason, and and this is why we can talk, and this is why I'm saying. They need to leave those things because I wholeheartedly agree you just said. Teach mm-hmm. American history and teach the whole thing. Jefferson, yeah. Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. had black kids, for those mm-hmm. that did not know. George Washington had black kids. So when we see the Klan, when we see the Confederate flag, leave those things. This is why, I, and as a black man, I'm saying because you can tell people, yes, that was the Confederate flag that was flown for enslaving black people. This was not just about the South. The South shall rise again. 
And the only reason why they said that is because they wanted it to rise to keep slavery, to keep America great. That's why they yeah. wanted it. That's because and, and here's and here's the other part. And I know we don't because once you erase those things as sight out of sight, out of mind, people forget. And then you have situations like that woman said to the pastor in 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 uh, in, in Tulsa and in Minneapolis about the uh, the the Tulsa uh, 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 Oklahoma riots about Black Wall Street. That was a lie. That mm-hmm. didn't really mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what happens when you don't get a full measure of American history. Because when you teach American history, what ends up happening is that people and the whole thing about being woke. No. The deal is you should be woke from the start. And there's a reason why they te- – and I'm glad that you said that. And I'm hoping that because they do not teach – that type of history outside of this country, they'll teach it everywhere else. And, and I was just talking about an, I was just talking to an Indian brother not too long ago. He didn't know who Harriet Tubman was. He didn't know who Sojourner Truth was. He didn't know yeah, about the Underground Railroad. He knew it, none of that. And if I if I said if I said what to the slave is the Fourth of July, how many high school seniors would have any idea? Who said that? When they said it? Why they said it? And uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, we talked about this speech on the Fourth of July show that was given by uh, uh, Frederick Douglass on July fifth of eight, eighteen fifty-two about none of them. None right? of them. I'm, I'm gonna say none of them. I'm gonna say that none, none of them. them. None and of them. not only none the Fourth of July, how many would even know about Juneteenth? People are sitting right. around now, everybody, oh, Juneteenth. Listen, I knew about Juneteenth a long time ago, but they never took, and, and here's the deal. Again, history is repeating itself, especially when you're dealing with the, in Texas, of all places, mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. There, where there's an explosion of this virus again. They, on purpose, for two years, kept it quiet that they did not want these those slaves down there knowing that they had been free two years prior. So yeah, Jeez. when you teach people, yeah, oh right, and I'm bet you some people that are listening to us now are just finding this out. Go to your history books and fi- and figure that out. And why do they want mm-hmm. you to stay to stay ignorant so they can keep taking advantage of you? Because once you understand who and what you are, like you're talking about, about the history of this country, then you rise up and you take power to yourself. You don't, you don't, ask, you don't give power away just to everybody and anybody to do whatever it is that they want with coming into your city you know, and bringing uh, in uh, a national law enforcement, federal law enforcement. I would love for our listeners. I would love for our listeners to look up uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's speech uh, delivered on August 28, 1963, a Sojourner Truth speech, uh, which is the, um, the account of the speech given by Sojourner Truth at the Women's Rights Convention, the black woman in 1851 in Akron, Ohio, uh, uh, the Dr. Martin Luther King speech of April 3, 1968, Barack Obama's speech July 27, 2004, Booker T. Washington's speech of September 18, 1895, Barbara Jordan's speech in 1976 became the first woman and the first African American to give a keynote speech at the Democratic National Convention, July 12th, 1976. How many people, how many high schools, and even college students, would be able to touch 
the names and the relevance of those names and, and how they how they relate to our history and how 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 they relate integrate into America's coming to be where we are today. Um, nobody. And, and no, that, no, nobody. This and is what we, we were need. Offering a, if we were offering a cash prize, do you know that we we wouldn't be able to give it away? I'm no, being we would not. Scared. We would not be able to give it away. No, no. And it's and it's a, it's a tragedy. It's a great American tragedy. A great American tragedy. And and it's something you know. Our show is coast to coast because we're California and Philadelphia, and um, you know, coast to coast live. It's the Ebony and Ivory show. And and is those you know that history. Um, and those relationships that, that come out of that history, uh, which is the underlying premise um, that you and I talked about before we even did the show, uh, give me the name yeah. the Ebony and an Ivory show. Uh, I'm a white uh, atheist Jew in, in California. You're a black man, uh, a, a geo-Christian, right, in, in Philadelphia. Um, I, I believe in the spirit. I believe in the, yes, I believe in the Holy Spirit. But, uh, I, but, I, we, I, but we're sitting there talking. But we're talking. We 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 know. I'm I'm an atheist, and I tell people I don't hide it. I'm an atheist, or you know, I don't. You know, and we'll we'll talk about that someday. We'll have a whole show on that. I bet we'll get a lot of callers for that show. You ain't lying. I'll, about I'll get that, so boy. much hate mail. I'll get so much going hate to hell. Going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Anyway, I, I want to talk about. Oh, uh, I want to talk about this in my notes. There's a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, again, just to summarize what we did yesterday, we did talk about Joe uh, Biden's plan to rebuild America. We talked about Portland, Oregon. We talked about job creation through infrastructure improvements. We talked about 500,000 charging stations for electronic vehicles as part of that plan and me being an electric vehicle operator. I love it. Highway, bridge, railway, and airport improvements. Union jobs, the ticket to an injection of capital for the middle class? Question mark. Yes, of course. Of course, union labor. Yes. And, you know, and, and that's where Joe Biden comes from. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about is this, as you know, and you and I are both into football. I was just saying that before you joined the show. Uh, the Rod- Washington Redskins uh, did away with the name the Washington Redskins. They now are nameless, but they are not the Washington Redskins. Did, I heard they're going to be called the Washington Pigskins. I. <laughs> 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 you got me laughing. I think, well, they're on the. We, we're going to talk about this more because we're almost coming down to the close of the show, from what I understand, if if, if possible, right? But I think what's going to end up happening when the Eagles, when the Eagles play them, they're just going to be referred to if they haven't changed it by that time. They're just going to be referred referred to as Washington. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to do a lottery system in regards to picking, you know, picking out the name. I have an idea. But, uh, I have an idea. I have an idea. I want to suggest this to Daniel Snyder. I've got a great idea. They should go with this, and I'll, I'll, I'll give him the idea for free. I won't charge him. They should make oh, their boy. name. They should make their name an unpronounceable symbol, like Prince did with his name. The, 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 the team <laughs> formerly known, the form, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, but we can't pronounce their name. It's an unpronounceable symbol. Hey, you know what? I I like that, but there, but you know I I but like I said I like that, but you know the formal, they're not they're formally home. known they're formally known as Washington Redskins formally they're not now they were they were no, that way they and, mean and, that, and that history is incredible right. you know their their history is amazing you know that you know that yeah the it, yeah. It, it is really weird I mean with the type of of, of players uh, that they've had uh, yeah. uh, uh, the the African American, the Indians, you've had people like um um uh Seisman and, 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 and oh man, my man, the running back. I forgot I, I, the dude was so cool who actually was a, had Indians in his family. You know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name right off hand. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. 
But the yeah, deal um, is, is that uh, th- come, come on, come on, think of it right quick before we go off the air. Uh, well, you know, we'll get to it yeah, because because yeah. Uh, we only on for so long. But uh, do the uh, do the closing announcements, man, and and we'll come on tomorrow with some other people. Okay, the show is called Coast to Coast Live, Ebony and Ivory Show with Andy Kimball here in California, Lloyd Booker there in Philadelphia. We're here most yeah. weekdays, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Time, 5 o'clock in the West Coast here. The call-in number, make a note, 515-605-9888. Lloyd and I can blab on forever. We might even extend the length of our show uh, once we start getting to the subjects so that we've touched the surface of only so far. Uh, but right now we're an hour show. we love for you to become involved in the show, 515 605 we are going to be again having a day where we do all go to our windows and open our car windows and yell out I'm made to sell and I'm not going to take it anymore and um, and uh, anything you want to add before we close off for today's show nothing more but ball of confusion demonstration, aggravation, humiliation integration yeah, yeah so we can do that a little bit tomorrow but uh, yeah I wanted to slide that in there along with uh, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore Peace out, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care now. Peace.